0: amen well good morning all you would quickly take out your bulletin and I know with bated breath you are waiting and you are thinking will he remember Sunday school oh yes I will (laughs) yes I will okay a couple things tonight at six o'clock in this very room we're going to have a time of worship. We're going to have a time of prayer. You know, we are entering into a new season. I call it a reset, I, a restart, because God has fresh vision. And you know what? We're just going to get together. We're going to pray. We're going to pray, praise the Lord a little bit. I just want to encourage you to come. It's going to be at 6 o'clock, because that's when our Sunday night meetings are going to be. So I just want us to get used to that time frame. It's going to start at 6 and you know what? I once got rebuked by somebody because when I do prayer meetings, I do them for 45 minutes to an hour long um, and I was rebuked because they should be unending. I'm a pastor. Been in ministry 37 years I know prayer meetings are the exact worst attended meetings. So I look at it this way. Your program time frame of none ending and me doing an hour. It's a, just an opinion. But I guarantee one thing, if we're here tonight and you got to leave at 6:45, you can. If God keeps us till eight in the morning, we're going to do that too. But I just want to encourage people to come. So I look to do it for about 50 minutes so I don't stress anybody too much. But like I said, if God moves, we will be here all night. Amen. So next week, we're going to pass out baby bottles that you hand back in um, for the Family Resource Center on Father's Day. We have small groups this week, and on the 22nd, three weeks from tonight is our first Sunday night meeting with River Life Church participating, and four weeks from today we have the Eastmen, so and we're going to pray, Lord, thank you right now. Lord, I got a text from Justin this morning that Stephanie fell and hit her head, Lord, and they both have had trauma with head injuries in the past, Lord, so I pray that you would move powerfully that as they look from home, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would touch them, would minister to her and heal her, Lord God, and take away the pain, Father, and just let your peace and your comfort touch her, Lord Jesus. Father, we do pray for the O'Brien family with John's passing, and going home to be with you, Lord. We thank you for the testimony of his life, and we do pray that you would be with Jane, the children, and the family and friends, Lord God, that you would bring the only comfort you can bring in this season, Lord. And Father, we have so many needs. We pray for Pastor Sibby Fodi from the Port City Assembly Church who's had COVID and it's really hit him hard, Lord, and he had kidney problems, and I believe he either has had or is going to have a transplant, Lord, but, Father, he's struggling, and we lift him up to you. We believe you healed today, Lord. No, no, no. We know you healed today, Lord. Pray that you would move in Sibby's life and in his family's, Lord. Pray your healing hand to be upon him, Lord. Father, I pray for Sharon Margenzi and Cynthia Prodi as they recover from hip and knee transplant, Lord God. Replacement, I should say. Lord, I lift up Chris Ziegler, who's seriously battling cancer. The same with Katie Raflowski. It's in these sobering times, Lord, that our need for you is so fully brought to our attention. Lord, I thank you that you are in control. We do cry out to you for healing, Lord, for miracles to occur that can only come from your hand, God. Father, I pray for your peace, for your mercy and for your comfort for the family and friends, Lord. And I pray for Chris and for Katie, Lord, that right now they would feel a touch from you like never before, that it would be a fresh movement from your hand, Lord God. We thank you for their faith and for the testimony of their lives, Lord. And Father, we're going to praise you indeed in the middle of a storm. It's easy to praise you when life is really great. It takes faith to praise you when life is hard. Father, we do appreciate all that you're doing and who you are in your name. Amen. Sunday school, you are dismissed. As I start, I was reading a devotional this week by Pastor Greg Laurie. And he was saying, when you read the Bible, when you break God's word open, are you excited? Are you, are you really anticipating that, that I'm reading God's word and he's going to speak to me? Or are you just getting through it? Now, if we're all honest, we all know exactly what I'm talking about. And as I read that, I said, you know what, Lord, do a new thing. You know, any relationship you have is sometimes then you're on the mountaintop but sometimes you're not you see we all have peaks and valley it could be in a marriage it could be a best friend it can be with God but I would encourage you when you're in a season where maybe it's not quite as on fire as it used to be I would just ask you to pray Lord change my desire for you now also don't don't expect it might happen instantaneously. But I remember I prayed that once. I was just in a dry place. I said, Lord, I need you to change my desire. A couple weeks later, I realized, wow, you really did. You know, sometimes I prayed that, and it's happened, it's happened instantly almost. But sometimes we get prayer wrong. We think, we, you know, it's not, it's not, I like what I heard yesterday, um, it's not a vending machine. We pray, and we wait for God's answer. But anyways, today I'm talking about believe, achieve, and receive. You know, I've talked about where we're at as a church and what the future may or may not hold. But I want to encourage us today, and I'm going to talk to you from Hebrews. Now, Hebrews is really written, um, I am so going to generalize, it's not funny. But, But Hebrews shows us how Jesus came and fulfilled the Old Testament. You know, like, we have curtains up on the stage, and if you're in the Old Testament temple, you know, the, the priests would go in the Holy of Holies behind the curtains, and, and they would do their sacrifices of the, for sin, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And Hebrews really comes and tells us, yeah, that didn't work. That didn't work. Those sacrifices could never fully satisfy or atone for people's sins. So Hebrews talk about what Jesus did, and in chapter 9, verses 19 through 23, the writer says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain that is his body, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart, And with the full assurance of faith that the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience, and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. For he who promised is faithful. Lord, you're faithful. You're faithful. You are faithful. We live in a day and age that focuses on me. I read online yesterday that the most popular picture in the world today is a selfie. That is me taking a picture of me. That goes contrary to your word. I need to focus on you, Lord, and not me. I need to know that you are faithful when everything is even keel. I need to know you're faithful when I'm having a mountaintop hallelujah experience. I need to know. You're faithful. When the storms come and I can't see four inches in front of my face, you are faithful. Lord, you're calling us as a church into a new place to do new things. Well, it's not new. It's stepping out. It's inviting people. It's reaching out with the gospel. Lord, we we can hear almost every day on different religious stations, how we are in the end times. Help us and forgive us that we don't live that way. For if we're in the end times, we need to be desperate to share the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, that's why we're here. That is why I exist. That's why I breathe. That's why we breathe. Lord, help us to allow you to move in us, to do a new thing, Father. I pray for this morning, Lord, that we will have peace. That we will not focus on the dark, but rather on the light, Father. In your name, amen. The NFL draft took place this weekend. The New York Jets, on Thursday night, drafted this guy. And his nickname is Sauce. He has all of his necklaces on, and it looks like a diamond-encrusted little hot sauce bottle around his neck with the word sauce on it. You see a lot of confidence on the first day of the NFL draft. You see some of the wildest necklaces. People strutting their stuff, thinking they're all that. And and they're good, don't get me wrong. You see a whole lot of confidence. But confidence matters. Because you know what? You are not going to make it to the NFL if you don't have confidence in your ability. If you keep second-guessing and not going for it, you you know what? You're going to be flipping burgers nothing wrong with that but you're not going to be in the nfl i'm going to talk about a different kind of confidence today i want to talk about a confidence that is unshakable faith in the lord jesus christ that when you get hit with the right and the left and life really stinks that you stand because you know my redeemer lives you know, faith in Jesus, too often we are so faithful when life is good, but when the finances hit, when the health hits, when the relationships fall apart, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, do you still have confidence in God? Or are you a fair-weather friend? Today I'm talking about no Jesus, no doubts. If you really know Jesus, you have no doubts. We just sang a song said i'm holding on to you hold on to you you gotta hold on to god it's kind of like i remember when my kids were really young learning how to swim we'd go to the pool say we staying in a hotel or something they're having a good time but as i took them in oh they would grab tighter because this is uncertain times now it's getting deep it's getting cold and i'm Well, that's what we got to do to God. What happens is a lot of times life gets tough and we let go rather than hold on. You see, the Old Testament, as I said last week, shows us a need for a better new covenant, which is what we have a new relationship. It's kind of like only Jesus, let me say it this way, can offer you the perfect credit score. You see, you need a perfect score to go to heaven you need to be without sin you need to be perfect who in this room by themselves are perfect nobody see what happens is we've all heard the fallacy that people say well I think I'm good enough to go to heaven well then you're playing God because you're saying heaven is open up to your standards God's standard is you got to be righteous and without sin There's the old joke, the, the woman that's caught in adultery, and Jesus says he was all sin cast the first stone. So the woman's standing there and from the back a rock comes smacks her in the head she drops down and Jesus shakes his head and says, Mom okay, bad joke. Anyways, we all have sin. You have to be perfect. It's kinda of like, you know, he answers the phone oh sorry I got a meeting tonight no you don't you just don't want to go see that person you are now on a one way ticket to hell but it was a white lie ain't no white lie I'm sorry have we all done it? yep let me be real technical have you ever gone 56 in a 55 mile hour zone? (gasps) one way ticket to hell what am I showing? there ain't no way we can act our way into heaven Jesus said but you know what? I got your one mile an hour, I got your white lie, I got your adultery, I got your whatever, put it on me, ask me to forgive you and ask me into your life, then God looks down to us as righteous. The first point I want to make is we are called to persevere. We need to be unmovable in our faith. We live in uncertain times People need to see our faith in Jesus Christ. I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. I do not want some of the Jesus that we portray to people because when life gets hard, we, we get all anxious about it. And we tell everybody about it. And where's your faith? Faith is, I don't know what tomorrow brings, but God is going to be with me. You know, Romans 8, 28, and 31, verse 28, Paul writes, And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. I love 31. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? We all go through circumstances that highlight how dismal our limitations are. Where we fall into trouble is we try to bring Christ down to our level rather than allow him to bring us up to his. You know, guess what, church? New Covenant is in a time of, we're in an uncertain situation. But that's good, we got to trust God. I like verse 23 talks about, We need to stay committed. Going back to Hebrews, we need to stay committed. We need to stand firm in Christ. You know, don't allow doubts to creep in. I like what I read this week. Sometimes you got to trust Jesus in the dark. You're not going to know the answers. You know, we were talking, I think it was in home group, and one of the people was saying, you know... I just got to, by A year ago, I went through a season where I just wanted to know what my future was. I do know what my future is on earth. My future is a, know, is a future that I know nothing about because it's in God's hands. I have quit trying to figure it out, and I... And really and honestly say, I've gotten to the place where I'm really not that concerned about it because I haven't gotten it right in the first 63 years of my life. I'm not going to do it now. But sometimes we have to trust God in the dark. And Hebrews, the writer's telling us to be firm. I like what, you know, Pastor Tony Evans writes. The farther you are removed from the Lord, the more chaotic things will become. You need to be in prayer. You need to be reading the Word of God. You need to have fellowship. These aren't legalistic things on how to live and get better, it's things for health. We need to be filled with healthy things spiritually, not spiritual Twinkies. You know, one thing that you, I do, you know, I follow a lot of sports, and lately I was reading, you know, where Shaquille O'Neal was talking about a guy named Zion Williams who's a center for the New Orleans Pelicans, and he needs to drop a few LBs and and, and pounds. And what, what, what Gail was saying is he has to learn, as a young athlete, how to eat properly. You know how it is when you... I mean, my problem is sometimes I still eat like I'm a teenager, when you can burn all the calories up, and you can't do that. And when you go to the doctor and he says, you know, a Mediterranean diet would really be good for your health. I hope they eat hot dogs in the Mediterranean diet. (laughs) So, guess what? I got to do better with my health, and I'm working on it. We got to do better spiritually. (laughs) Only eat on the days that you pray. Only eat on the days that you read the word of God. Only eat on the days that you fellowship. You know, we're coming together tonight to pray. We're going to have a casual time. We'll probably be in a circle. We're going to sing some songs. We're just going to pray about some different things. Why? We need to come together as a church and seek his face. I don't want the future that I want to bring to this church. I don't want the future that the elders want to bring to the church. I want the future that Jesus Christ has for New Covenant Community Church. And one of the things that I, I had a pastor friend of mine um, actually got me emotional today I'm, I'm i'm in here studying and he sends me a text and part of the prophetic word was you know what god's bringing joy and lightness, man you got to turn away from the dark because he wants you to have a new focus and he's going to bring that into your life and i'm reading it thank you lord and that's what that's what we need you know hebrews 10 24 and 25 the writer says let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. My second point we need us. You need Christian fellowship. You know, one of the things we have to do as a church is pray, how do we reach the next generation? They are our future. They need us because we have experience and we can give them some teachings, not of our wisdom, but what God has done in our life. So that's one of the things that we need to do. But we need to, if you look at this, spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Guess what? We need to encourage one another. God is kind. Jesus Christ is kind. We have to be kind. We have to be kind with unbelievers. We have to be kind to people that don't agree with us. You're not the witch in the wizard of Oz, where if they throw water on you, you melt. You know what I learned a long time ago? If I'm with an unbeliever and they drop an F-bomb, I don't like it, but I don't melt. If they get too into it, if God moves me, I tell them to cool it. But I find that if they say stuff that that really offends me, I keep my mouth shut and I pray for them. If I get the urge of the Holy Spirit, I will say something. But guess what? I'm not going to be a spiritual Nazi. I'm going to let God develop that relationship so then I have a place to talk to him. I'm having dinner with a friend of mine tomorrow night. Man, he's been one of my closest friends for almost 50 years. We have some interesting spiritual conversations. You know, he texts me and say, "I hope the tribulation. I think I told you this last week. I, I want the tribulation to come because I'm am s- sick of some of these yahoos. Because then I explain how they may not be the best thing for him. But anyways, <laughs> communication, meant I, I-, I want I'm going to do an aside. Give me about three to five minutes. We need us." anybody have a cell phone here put up in the air if you do don't just just put in the air okay see these things these are the enemy put them down these are the enemy to relationship when you're eating dinner with a spouse or with your family you turn it off or you don't answer it you turn off the television you turn off the music We've been empty nesters 12, 13, 15 years, something. Every night we can, we eat dinner together, and we talk. After 43 years together, almost, 42 of marriage, you think we'd get tired of talking to one another, but we don't. We invest in one another. We need to learn to invest. I'm praying about you know, coming and doing another marriage thing because we need it. We need it. We need healthy marriages in the church, but it takes sacrifice. It takes spending time together. I hate to admit this, but I'm gone. I do research on my phone, but still, I got a notification this morning. You spent four hours and thirteen minutes each day on your phone for the past week. I said, God, forgive me. And yes, I do research, I read, and I look at different things, but I said, how much of that is playing solitaire or whatever, or looking up ESPN? Okay, that's my aside. We need one another. It says, let us consider. That means you have to actively look to encourage. Not correct. Hello? Not correct. Sometimes somebody does something that you don't like and you know what you do? You pray about it silently and you family the bush. You shut your mouth. And I'm not talking just social. Even though social is good. Like, you know what? Our small group this summer, we're going to come before church and we're going to cook a pancake breakfast for y'all. Because they decided they wanted to do it. I said, the last time we did it, All the adults ate the chocolate chip pancakes. We made them for the kids and all the adults. So we're going to make more than enough for everybody, even though I don't don't like those. The Greek word for gives up, it says, you know, don't give up meeting together. The Greek word means don't desert or abandon. Now, you, you know how it is. You're not going to say, I'm going to abandon church. No, no. You're just going to not go next week because something else really came up. I'm just tired from watching the NHL playoff. Well, you're going to feel convicted, but then as time goes on, it's going to be easier and easier to quit going to church. Well, I can stay home and watch. Yeah, if you have a good reason, stay home and watch it. If you don't, get your behinds in church. God tells us we need one another. Well, I give God an hour every Sunday. Good, you need to give Him the the next 23 hours for the next 7 days or 24, 23 today 24 for the next you don't actively look to de-emphasize your relationship with Jesus Christ but it happens we need to have intentional priorities you know what I like about my small group it meets at my house I mean I gotta admit It was January. I get done shoveling. It's 10 degrees out. I just want to exist with a cup of coffee and nothing else. But then 7 o'clock comes, and these people think, i got to come to your house. And we have a great time. Sometimes our groups go to 9 o'clock because we like being together. I love it. So what am I saying? You know what it's like. So many times you don't want to go to a meeting, but when you do, God blesses that sacrifice. Let us consider how we may spur one another toward love and good deeds. You don't want to be the parent that goes through the report card, A, 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 B minus, okay, what's up with this? You encourage with time, then you can correct if need be. We need to encourage, one of the things that God is speaking to me about is we need to curb sarcasm at times. God's been speaking to me about it. You know, it, it was a struggle we first got married because Melody's family didn't do sarcasm. It took me a long time to teach a girl how to speak the language. <laughs> oh, she's good at it now, let me tell you. Church, before you say a negative, say a positive. James Dobson says, for every one time you correct your child, you should compliment them ten times. I tell you what, I find that works with people. I find if I, I mean, sometimes I'm thinking to myself, they can't really be eating this off, but people love it when you encourage them. And I just think I sound hokey, but God made us, us, for a reason. We need one another. You are not called to live as a Christian by yourself. One of the things that I love about meeting with home group is when we go over questions from a message that I give, they have a perspective I don't. And I learn from them, and I think that's the coolest thing. Hebrews 10, 35-39. through 39. So do not throw away your confidence. I don't want you all to show up next week with necklaces with a diamond-studded hot sauce bottle, but have confidence that you have gifts and God is calling you. Probably in the fall, we are going to be going through a series we're going to be talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You all, if you have Christ, God, God's given you gifts. We all have gifts. We just have to give them to the Lord. So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. The word we love to hear. You need to persevere. So that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. For in a little while, just a little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. And by my righteous one, and by my righteous one will live by faith. I will take no pleasure in one who shrinks back. But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed. But to those who have faith and are saved, we are not going to shrink back. Sarcastically, sometimes I'm too open. Church started today. I looked around and said to my wife, we could have had church in our living room. Forgive me for that bit of sarcasm. It's not about numbers but it's about the will of God. You see, faith, God rewards faith. That's what he's talking about. When you do God's will, you're going to be rewarded. If you don't persevere, if you don't walk in obedience, you're not going to be rewarded. So sometimes if we feel like life is really upside down, we have to pray, God, am I walking in obedience to you? Because guess what? When Dick Beaumont lives his life to glorify Dick Beaumont, God is not going to be there lifting me up saying, keep going. But when I humble myself and say, God, it's all about you, then he's going to be with me. You see, faith understands we cannot see the bigger picture. There's different circumstances we can look at. I don't know why it's going on, but God, you see the bigger picture. Sometimes God allows circumstances into our life and seasons so that we get a spiritual reset. We are in a spiritual reset. We have to emphasize reaching out to people and God, who do you want me to relate to? We need to stay confident in Jesus Christ when you don't understand. You know, the book I talked about with Tony Evans, um, Divine Desperation, within a year, he had a young niece die. His sister died, his brother-in-law died, his father died, and his wife died. And, and, and I'm not done with the book, and there's three more people that go home to be with the Lord. And it talked about how God really spoke to him, and you don't understand, but you keep pressing on. I don't understand what, ha- I don't understand what God's doing, but then I, I'm kind of glad, because I want a God that's smarter than Dick Beaumont. And guess what, church? you got to stay confident in Christ, when you are emotionally opposed to what's going on we do not exist as a church and god does not exist as a god to make you feel good all the time i don't think we should do it that way i don't think we should. okay john revere says submission doesn't start till you disagree I'm not fully on board with that definition, but I understand it. You know, God rewards faith when you don't understand. When you are, I think we should do it this way. Is this way wrong? One of the things that that I liked, you know, when I was Peter Mayer's assistant pastor, one of the things I learned is, you know, Pete and I are totally different people. If you're old, Oscar and Felix from the Oscar. Okay? I wasn't Felix. And I remember I used to keep books for the church and I would be balancing and back then you'd get all the checks. So he'd come, you know, be like four thirty, five o'clock, we're leaving, and I'd have the, the ledger over here and all the checks here and the bank statement here. He goes, You gonna pick that up? I said, Nope. Because I'm gonna be here at eight thirty in the morning and I need to have the checks here. I need to have the ledger here and the bank why would i pick it up if i'm just going to put it out again Well, that's oscar felix would do it but he let me do it my way because it works for me we are so wrapped up in society today that if you disagree you're a hater I am not a New York Yankees fan, but I am not New York Yankees phobic. I just like the Detroit Tigers. You can pray for deliverance if need be, but I like the Tigers. In fact, I really just got a real cool Detroit Tigers drinking glass from my brother. So. Will you let go of your emotions? Because, church, one of the things God is doing is slapping us in the face because we think our emotions matter. Biggest testimony of Jesus Christ. My God, my God, I mean, in the garden, take this from me, but your will. Did Jesus emotionally want to be? killed, and tortured? No, but he submitted. I don't feel like going out on a Sunday night. Then let's cancel the meetings. Why didn't you tell me that? Oh, sarcasm again. Got to stay confident in Jesus. I move along so I don't get myself in more trouble. When you are physically, mentally, or emotionally drained, that's when you got to stay confident. I loved, if you read my utmost for his highest, I love what he said today. He talked about we live by faith, not by sight. He talks about, we see this in so much church stuff. When God moves and you say, hey, there's healings, there's a da-da-da-da-da, da-da, da-da, come and just be filled and dance on the rooftops. So, Woo, that's good. That ain't God. Yes, it is God, but let me make my point. What he's saying is, I live by faith. I live in the mundane, not on the roof. I love the rooftops experience. I do. I love when the Holy Spirit moves and God moves and we see supernatural things happen. Man, I want to see that happen, but it won't happen all the time. That's not faith. I can't strive for that. I strive for Jesus Christ. And sometimes my biggest miracles are when he touches me, when I'm just drained. i got to stay confident in Jesus when I'm just out of it, physically, mentally, emotionally, when I'm, I'm depressed sometimes, I just stick to my Lord, I pray. That's when I know, I say, you know what? And some mornings, you know, Mel's the secretary say, I'll be in at some point this morning, but not right away. Man, I grab my coffee, I just hang out, look out the back window, or if it's good, I hang on the back deck, and I just pray and hang out with God. You see, you got to stay confident in Jesus when you don't understand When life hurts, you just got to know he sees the bigger picture. I can talk to you about Joseph. I can talk to you about everything. But that falls on deaf ears if you don't understand that no matter what you're going through, Jesus Christ is going through it with you. And he has the big picture. You do not. I do not. We got to keep the faith alive. He says in Hebrews here, but my righteous one will live by faith. I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. Like I said, in three weeks, we're going to start our Sunday night meetings. We need to stay positive. We need to stay united. Yes, we're going to have invitations. Yes, we're going to spend some time handing them out to people we know and don't know. Yes, it is going to stretch some of us. Raise a hallelujah. Because I need to be stretched. And as a church, we need to be stretched. I think I read somewhere this week that Olympic athletes, I think, they train like four hours a day for years to make it to the Olympics. We're not going to do what God wants us to do by being in part-time. Michael Spinks didn't win all his... Michael Phelps. Michael Spinks is a boxer. Michael Phelps didn't win all his swimming medals... By swimming at the neighborhood pool every Saturday afternoon for half an hour. He kept after it. Verse 39 tells us we need to keep looking forward. But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. Today, church, we need to believe that Jesus is who he says he is. We need to achieve it, it means we have to put feet to what he wants us to do. I think a lot of us need to pray through 10, 24, 25, consider, you know, spurring one another for love and good deeds. We need to realize when we reach out to others and encourage, God moves powerfully. And we need to receive what God has for us. Will you always want to do it? No. Will you always be emotionally on board? No. That's where we need to obey God. Is it an uncomfortable season? Yes. But am I excited for our future? Absolutely. Because it's God's future for us. And guess what? We're going to come up to the plate. I got a call this week. Somebody said, hey, is uh, the school going to open next year? I said, yeah. Wow, that's amazing. It is, isn't it, Dave? We had so much red in our budget this year. We have 30 grand in the bank right now. And it's May. Tell me that ain't Jesus. So do I think God's going to move in this church? I do. Because we believe God and we move forward with God. So the summary, we need to stay confident and we need to be bold in our faith. Some of you are so nervous about reaching out to somebody. I can relate. But I'm praying, Lord, who do you want us to reach out to? persevere means we stay united the enemy likes to unite us the enemy likes to divide us well why don't you complain about this why don't you complain about that why don't you murmur and as a church i really want to see us tell people if you're not building up if you're tearing down we got to stop them in their place because that's where the enemy gets a foothold we need to stay united and we need to move forward trusting god's leading talks about the peace of God comes when we remain close to him, when we pray, when we have fellowship around the word of God. We need us. We need one another. We need to build up and resist tearing down. Would you close your eyes? We need to build God's kingdom. I recently got some communication from somebody who has left our church. They go to another church. And they asked me some spiritual questions. Can I admit to you in the flesh, I wanted to reply, why don't you ask your new pastor? I thought there for like half a second, if that long, and I'm serious. Because I want to be a kingdom builder. So I prayed, researched, and I answered them. Lord, I never want to build Dick Beaumont's church. I never want to build New Covenant Community Church. I want to build the eternal church in Jesus Christ. I want to be a kingdom builder, Father. We need to be kingdom builders. Your word tells us, God, that you reward faith. And you know we all, starting with me, sometimes our faith is weak. Forgive us. Strengthen us. Lord, I pray for the times when you're lighting a fire under us and we don't feel like it, when you're encouraging us, Lord, and you know it's so easy for us to rationalize disobedience. Let us not do that, but say, Lord, let me move forward by your power, by your spirit, because you are a faithful God. I think the old song used to say something like, God will make a way where there seems to be no way. Oh, we're trusting you, Lord. To be honest, Lord, I, I laugh. I look at the Christian school. We should have a for sale sign over there. How bleak things look. But you're moving, God. And we're in the black. I just want to encourage you individually God is speaking this to you. It's not because Dave Priority has an amazing faith. It's not because of somebody else. Well, God is saying to you right now, I have given you this impartation of my Holy Spirit. I am working in you. I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. Child, you are mine. Some of you in this room, the enemy is whispering in your ear, you're not good enough. He's not talking to you. The honest truth is none of us are good enough. That's where the grace of God comes in. We're saved by grace, not by faith, not by work, so that no man can boast. Don't listen to the lies of the enemy. That has held too many of you back from doing what God has urged you to do, encouraged you to do. Lord, we're not going to have confidence in ourselves Because when the hard times come, we just crumble into a ball and go into the fetal position. We're going to have confidence in the living God, Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Father, we're going to say yes and amen. We are going to hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for you who promised is indeed faithful. We're not going to shrink back and be destroyed. We're going to have faith and be saved, Lord God, for your future is the future that we want. Not the future of my dreams, Not the future of my emotions, not the future of my opinions, but the future that you have for us so that we, Lord, can honor your name in this community and that we can reach the lost with the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you for New Covenant Community Church. I thank you for what you're doing. Lord, I thank you that we're going to get together tonight. We're going to sing some songs. We're going to do some praying, Lord. We are going to fellowship around you because we know it's all about you, Jesus, and we know you're going to move, and we thank you for that, God. Father, I just pray that anybody that needs a touch from you right now, that you would touch them, Lord. Father, there are so many severe situations we've been praying about. We lift them up to you, Lord, that you would move. That you would bring your comfort, your peace, your loving embrace. Father, we thank you for your faithfulness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Blessings, and I hope to see you tonight at 6.